top stories of the week. US seen hanging out with China and France. Australia waiting by the phone all night long. Belarus and Poland in border dispute. Everyone obsessed with World War II gets tingling sensation in their genitals. And Malala gets off the dating apps by getting married. All that and more on this edition of News Weekly. Hello and welcome to News Weekly for the week ending Friday the 12th of November 2021. I'm Sammy Shah, punching the headlines in the head weekly. Did our invite get lost in the mail news now? The US and China have surprised everyone by announcing a joint promise to help slow climate change together. United States climate envoy John Kerry says China and the US must lead the way on climate change. China and the US are the world's biggest emitters of carbon dioxide. And the joint declaration is called Declaration for Enhanced Climate Action in the 2020s, which is definitely a title the Chinese delegation came up with because the Americans would have called it Operation Scrubbing the Wings of Freedom or some such shit. The problem for Australia is we've been leading the charge against China kind of sort of on behalf of America for the last few months. And so it's a bit awkward to see China and the US holding hands. Especially on the same day that the US and France got a bit cosy too, with Vice President Kamala Harris meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron right after Scott Morrison leaked text messages to show how Macron and he have broken up. The, the, their perception of the world as it is now is pretty much the same, that they, they share a view about how the world is developing. Yeah, it's a world in which everyone thinks Australia sucks and no one wants to play with us. We've become that kid in school who thinks the way to get popular is to kiss up to the cooler kids and divide them against each other, except they all unite over how much they hate us because we keep sniffing our underarms, giving everyone else nits, and generally smell of wee. It's right there if you read between the lines of John Kerry's US-China announcement as well. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Well. Every step matters right now. The problem is, it's a journey away from us. They're stepping away from us, and if Australia doesn't step up soon, we'll be left out of step with the rest of the world. God damn it, that was some quality punning right there. I'm sure it'll all work itself out news now. A border crisis between Poland and Belarus has escalated with thousands of migrants trapped between the two countries. Poland has accused Belarus of trying to trigger a major incident on the border between the two countries by encouraging migrants to try to force their way across. It all began when Belarusian authorities escorted over a thousand migrants to the Polish border after welcoming them to Belarus in the first place up until recently. 12,000 Polish troops have been deployed along the razor wire fence of the border. The European Union says Belarus is seeking revenge for Western sanctions. The end result of this has been eight migrants already dead of the cold and British journalists finally getting a chance to use their creative writing degree. This morning's sunlight on the Belarusian border cuts across the smoke from dozens of campfires. As well as literally stuck between ranks of soldiers, these people are trapped between two narratives. This crisis, in other words, has layers. The more you peel them back, the closer you get to the core. Ernest Hemingway is right. This is going to keep escalating with the migrants paying the price. 
Poland, meanwhile, isn't in a welcoming mood, which, given how unwelcoming Poland is any other time, is really saying something. See, all of this goes back to sanctions put on Belarus by the European Union four months back. EU foreign ministers have approved a new set of sanctions against Belarus. They target those accused of electoral misconduct in last year's elections, as well as products like tobacco and potatoes, which benefit the government. Tobacco and potatoes are basically the entirety of Belarusian cuisine, so you can see why they're angry. The European Union, however, isn't mincing words either. The Lukashenko regime starts to behave as a gangster regime because it's hurting them and they don't know what else to do, so they try to undermine the European Union. The Polish government goes even further by saying the real mastermind behind all of this isn't Belarus's Lukashenko, but the shirtless horse-riding aficionado Vladimir Putin. Well, surely this won't be a big deal. I mean, it's just some small border disagreement with Poland that involves a dictator desperate to lash out against perceived injustices inflicted upon him and his cronies by Western Europe and Russia's somehow involved. Nothing bad has ever come of that mix. Malala bites the bullet news now. Too, too soon? Yeah, yeah, that, that was definitely too soon. I'm sorry. The world's youngest Nobel Peace Prize laureate, Malala Yousafzai, has dodged a life of dating apps by getting married. The little girl who survived being shot in the face by the Taliban is all grown up now and posted pictures with her new husband on social media. And no, I'm not crying. You're crying. The pictures show her with her husband, Asir Malik, who works for the Pakistan Cricket Board and is thus almost as experienced as her at dealing with batshit crazy Pakistanis who want to kill you just for existing. When Malala's cousins were asked how they felt about the Nobel Prize winning female education activist who graduated from Oxford University with a degree in philosophy, politics and economics and written multiple books, is now marrying a pretty hot guy... They said they were really happy for her and wished her a great future. Meanwhile, their parents have asked them why they can't be more like Malala. Critics of Malala, of which there are many in conservative Islamic circles across the world, remain unfuckable and unmarriable wretches who will definitely and rightfully die alone. Funding fascism is expensive news now. News Corp Australia has recorded up to $60.7 million in losses, thus proving that being the propaganda arm of right-wing fascists leveraging conspiracy theories, racism and the general destruction of democracy in favour of a spineless and degenerate political class that suckles at the blackened teats of Rupert Murdoch as he squats over the Western world diuretically discharging his generically bland minions dedicated to advancing a plutocratic worldview that is gleefully applauded by idiot racists who think they're informed because they watch and Andrew fucking Bolt, while most of them can't even spell communism, isn't a profitable enterprise. Despite the loss, News Corp did see a 25% increase in digital subscribers, mostly from the same six dumbass grandparents in Queensland accidentally setting up multiple accounts because they clicked the subscribe button too many times and it's easier to shuffle off this mortal coil than cancel a subscription to Foxtel. The total revenue for the fiscal year was $1.4 billion, but these $60.7 million in losses came once you factor in overheads and expenses, like the virgins sacrificed to dark elder gods every night to keep Murdoch alive. Fortunately for News Corp, they only had to pay $8.2 million in tax, of which more than half has already been deferred, so they can continue focusing on their passion, which is bringing ruination upon the world so as to create the conditions needed for the return of Morgoth Melkor, the black foe of the world. 
That's it for this week's edition of News Weekly. As always, if you like this podcast, please tell your friends about it. Go on iTunes, leave a review, give it a five-star rating if you are so generous. It really helps the podcast in all the rankings and the metrics and all of that other stuff that I have no idea. This is just something other people say at the end of their podcast, and so I'm rabbiting it as well because I guess it kind of sort of probably works, hopefully. As always, you can also find me on patreon.com slash samishah, that's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H, for a little bit of money that you donate to my Patreon, you'll get access to the text edition of News Weekly, which comes out every week as well. You'll also get recipes, free excerpts, books I'm working on, short stories, uh, essays about random things. There's a whole essay about the film noir that apparently went off really well. And any other stuff that you might want to see from me, I'm more than happy to put up there. So that's patreon.com slash Shah. Otherwise, I'll see you right back here on the next edition of News Weekly, where we punch the news in the head weekly. Thank you.